Welcome to the party, pal. The Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska. This is your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Hello and good morning, my friends. Welcome to it. It is, man, it's hump day. The first one of 2024. Already, it's uh, it's good. It's great. I love it. Uh, welcome to it, and thanks for coming in and joining us today uh, as we get ready to crank up the machine for. Um, so we get ready to crank up the machine for uh, this upcoming legislative session. As I said uh, late last month, we are. Uh, we're going to be focusing on that pretty heavy going here, moving forward, and going into it. Uh, for the first couple of weeks, the legislative session starts two weeks from yesterday. So uh, Tuesday, the 16th of January will be the first day of the session. And I expect that it's going to be, um, well, I expect it's going to be hot and heavy. I expect there's going to be a lot of things happening. And I expect that there's going to be a rapidity that uh, <clears throat> that we have not seen in the last couple of years. Uh, because it is election season <clears throat> with something like, uh, uh, I guess, 50, almost 50 of the 60 legislators will be up for re-election. There will be a lot of motivation to get the job done and get out there on the campaign trail so they can continue their work to uh, to get to, to get re- <laughs> to get reelected, uh, to continue the poo parade that we have seen. Uh, over the last uh, f- a couple of years here in the state legislature. And uh, it's going to be, <clears throat> well, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Uh, I expect to be, uh, I expect to be dazzled by the speed at which the legislature is going to try and get things done. We're going to have some analysis this morning on uh, everything that's going on and what we can expect to see um, in the upcoming session, uh, and, and what the highlights are now, some of this really nothing new, uh, as far as that goes, we know what a lot of the hot issues are going to be because they're exactly the same issues that, uh, we saw last year, uh, that we saw last session or last part of the session. Anyway, uh, they're going to be repeated and we're going to see them come back and we're going to see those fights going on over and over and over again. Uh, so we know, uh, pretty much what we can expect. Although there may, there may be some new there may be some new things in the wings as well, and I could see some of the some of the fights that are getting set up for that. We're going to go over some analysis of that, um, and we're also going to talk about uh, what uh, Scott Ogan, uh, former legislator uh, and now legislative staffer, um, is sees in the uh, in the coming uh, year. Um, and is, uh, 
he was a he's recently retired as a senior policy advisor uh, to Mike Shower. He's not with the legislature anymore, but he has served as in the legislature, both as a legislator himself and as a policy advisor. And he has got his top 10 left fork in the road policy proposals, which is an interesting step by step analysis of the top 10 issues um, that uh, people should be watching to kind of get a feel for where the legislature is going. And we're going to go into that here uh, in a little bit and take those issues on uh, piece by piece. There's also, of course, um, you know, the hue and cry from uh, the mainstream media on some of the things that we should be focusing on. This is the things that we should be focusing on. We've seen it in the editorials Um from the uh, Binkley crew over there at the ADN and more, and so we're gonna see, um, we're, we're gonna see what we're gonna see what happens. Uh, but uh, we kind of already have an idea where this is going. I think, quite honestly, we're all, we're already gonna see uh, which direction is happening, and it's gonna be 2024 is gonna be hot and heavy and wooly. I mean, from start to finish. Not only are we dealing with everything that's going on in the state of Alaska, of course, but we've got the <clears throat> national elections, presidential elections. Uh, we're still going to be dealing with ranked choice voting. Um, so this will be the first time that we're going to see ranked choice voting play uh, an impact on the presidential elections, as well as, of course, the uh, rematch over the U.S. House of Representatives and the uh, Alaska's single uh, congressional seat in the uh, in the U.S. House, and uh, with Mary Peltola up there <clears throat> to defend her position on everything that's going on, and uh, and I've got some thoughts on that as well. Although I don't know, I'll be honest with you, I don't know how to. It's like it's one of those things where you could look out and you could say, I can see the problem. And, and many people could see the problem, but <clears throat> that doesn't stop the problem from occurring, which is probably, um, you know, that that's, that's probably, that's a, it's a huge, it's a huge issue. It really is. It's probably one of the lead points of frustration that many of us have. It was one of those comments of, um, uh, I don't know, it was a meme or something that I saw late last year, and I, I think I actually posted it up on my own personal Facebook page. Uh, something along the lines of those that, you know, that those that failed to learn the lessons of history are doomed to repeat it. Those that know the lessons of history are doomed to watch them repeat it kind of thing. Like, we could see it coming. We know this has happened before. We know this has been an issue, and yet we can't stop it from going on. And it's just... It is one of the ultimates in frustration, that's for sure. So we're going to talk about that. But first and foremost, I want to open up the phone lines for today because <clears throat> it is open line, open form. And uh, one, as I said yesterday, my New Year's resolution uh, for myself personally and for the show is to try and focus on the things we can change, you know, talk, you know, and and not necessarily try and devote a lot of times to things that we can't change. I mean, in my personal life, I'm pretty much giving that up for Lent. I'm, I mean, I'm not Catholic, but I'm just like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to even 
talk about or think about or do any research on things that I understand. I mean, I, I, I'll get enough information just from, you know, the air around the atmosphere. Something happens, you'll know you'll hear about it, right? Um, uh, but I'm not going to devote a lot of my um, uh, a lot of my brain power or my emotional response to things that I know that I have very little control over. Um, uh, but that doesn't mean that we can't talk about those things if you want to. So I, let's just let's throw it open. Let's uh, let's talk about it. So the phone lines are open right now at 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. And uh, I'll throw the lines open for you guys to help uh, steer the conversation today. Now, that means you could respond to something I've said that have inspired you or infuriated you <laughs> one of the it's really there's only two reactions to things that i say you're either inspired by them or you're infuriated by it um or you can talk about uh you know what your new year's resolution is for um for this year have you made any major changes have you talked about any of the, you know it's all right there um but uh, phone lines are going to be open for the whole show this morning and uh i look forward to talking with you I mean, I look forward to seeing what you guys have to say. If you, um, you know, if you had an epiphany over the holidays and had come back and said, you know, I, like you, have decided that I'm going to make this change, X change in my life, whatever it is, uh, we'd love to hear from you and love to, uh, uh, love to engage with you and talk with you about any of those things. And, I mean, there's plenty of stuff to talk about uh, coming up into uh, – into this into this year um the you know whether it's the first death of the did you see did you see this avian flu avian flu is still going on and now they have the death of the first alaskan polar bear is uh is a global first no other polar bear has ever been found i mean it's possible that it happened but no other uh, polar bear on the North Slope or anything else has uh, ever shown signs of uh, the virus's presence. And now it's been confirmed that there was uh, some uh, – there was a polar bear up in Uktavik that died. And that in, now that adds to the list of what do they have? They had three foxes and um, uh, three foxes and a wolf and something else. And so now we've got polar bears to the list uh, showing that avian flu is spreading far and wide just to add to your covid fears and everything else there's there's always something else on the horizon that would be i'm just i'm reading the headlines today going oh oh man come on it's give me some good news here to the start um if you live down in the uh, anchorage area uh you know of course the next big thing for the folks uh, down there in anchorage is the mayoral race that's gonna and boy Howdy, I will tell you, um, I watched uh, I watched a fair bit of YouTube over the holidays, and uh, my daughter and I sat there one night and we were watching, I mean, just frivolous gaming videos and other things, just bonding, you know, together with my daughter over some stuff that was on the TV. And uh, if I saw <clears throat> if I saw one more anti Mayor Bronson ad, now I don't know how they I've. I've done a, I'm, I work in advertising and I've done a fair bit of advertising through YouTube and some other things. And I don't know who is targeting the, their advertising. I mean, I live 58 miles from Anchorage. 
right? I'm outside of the anchor. I have no, I work in Anchorage, but I do not vote there. I have nothing else going on, you know. And I, I, I so we saw the ad, and we about the fourth or fifth time we saw the ad in an hour of watching videos. I'm like, wow, they're really, she goes, I see this ad. My daughter says, I see this ad all the time. I said, you do? She goes, yeah, I see this ad all the time. And it's an anti, you know, Mayor Dave Bronson is failing Anchorage and this and that. And it's just a bunch of, anyway, it's like a bunch of Karens just complaining about the job that, uh, that Mayor Bronson is doing. Now, look, I, take, take, uh, take exception to what's going on, but it's, uh, the group which I think is the 907 initiative, I think, is the group that's doing. This is all part of that umbrella of different organizations that include Scott Kendall, which is Alaskans for Better Elect. I mean, this guy is involved in everything. This guy is like the architect of political intrigue in the state of Alaska. I mean, he is just involved everywhere. Um, But uh, anyway, these ads just continued to pound and pound and pound. So this is going to be an expensive race uh, because not only do you have Dave Bronson running for re-election, uh, you've got uh, Chris Tuck, who's a former legislator. He, re- he resigned or retired last year. He's going to be running. You've got Bill Pop, who is the former president of uh, the De- Economic Development Corporation in Anchorage. I mean, this guy's Anyway, he's going to be running, and you get Susan LaFrance, who is a uh, um, is the is the former assembly chair for the uh, municipality uh, for the assembly in Anchorage for the borough assembly. It's a muni assembly, but you know, and uh, yeah, it's going to be um, it's it's this is just going to be a slog fest, and that's just like the opening bell of twenty twenty four. Because you got that race, then you got the state races, then you got the national races. It's going to buckle up, Buttercup. It's going to be a fun ride. I mean, and if by fun, if you think it's going to be the, you know, if you think that's fun, you're you're the same person that looks forward to going to the dentist. All right. That's the, that's the thing. Um, anyway, we're going to uh, continue on here in just a moment. Phone lines again are open if you're ready to dive into 2024 and share your deepest, most intimate New Year's resolutions with us. We'd love to hear it. If you want to talk about what you see in the upcoming session as well, uh, or just chit-chat, we'd love to hear what you have to say. 907-433-3150. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio broadcasting live across the state of Alaska. Back with more right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free, like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, hi, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh... 
Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Melody said it's been so long since I've heard from everybody since last year. I know it's been it's been a while. Um, good morning. Good morning. Um, Cindy's mom's it's Cindy's mom's 82nd birthday today. Oh, well, tell her happy birthday. That's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. So happy birthday to your uh, to your mom, Cindy. Um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, Greg, I see Greg's in the Greg. I saw your new, uh, I saw your new piece of equipment <clears throat> that looked like fun. I mean, it doesn't even look like, doesn't even look like work when you got a new piece of equipment like that. That just looks like big boys and their toys. That looked like a lot of fun. Greg's got a new, he's got a new caterpillar. He's got a new uh, piece of, uh, snow removal. It's all the things. So. Um, uh, okay. What's, uh, what's going on? Um, okay. I'm going through here. Beware. What? Donna, Ar beware the fake Donna Ardwin who's on this chat this morning. No pick on the account. Donna hasn't had a pick for a while because she got thrown in Facebook jail. <laughs> She got thrown in Facebook jail a while back, so she hasn't had a picture on her thing for a while. I don't know if that's necessarily something to be concerned with. Um, the I don't think Bronson all, is all that bad, says Jeannie. And she said, I see those Bronson ads here on Keen Eye on YouTube. I mean, I don't understand. Is this just an excuse to try and besmirch him outside the... I mean, it just seems like a waste of money. If you're targeting an ad... And YouTube allows you to, man, you can dive down deep into the targeting with YouTube. You can port it to a direct age group within a specific zip code. I mean, you can do everything. The fact that you're seeing anti-Bronson ads in Kenai, in Wasilla, in areas that are well outside the voting area, I, I don't know. I don't know if the mentality is that we're here to influence people who live there or not. I just, it's one of those things... Uh, um, anyway, it's one of those things. Brian says those ads have a strong Portlandia stench. Yeah, I just, we caught one the other day. My wife said something along the lines of, well, it was a little bit of an unkind comment, which is unusual for my wife. She's like one of the nicest people ever. She's nice even when I'm like, oh, you're so wrong that they shouldn't be nice. But she was like, boy, they seem really whiny. <laughs> And it is. It's like it's like these three very whiny, unattractive ladies. Like, no, Bronson is just okay. Okay. Um, Bill Pop is always running. Well, I don't think Bill Pop has had a job outside of the uh, outside of the public sector in years. He's been on the government. Dole, I mean, not Dole. He's been working for the government to expand and fund and use government monies for. He was the chair. He was the president of AEDC for 10, 15 years or something like that. And he worked in government before that. It's just one of those things. It's just, a, it's crazy. Um, Everybody's like, ooh, got up early this morning. You're lucky you, man. I was laying in bed this morning at 2 a.m. Like, I would really like to sleep at least a couple hours before I have to get up. My sleep schedule's still... 
uh, it's messed up. Absolutely messed up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so we're rolling on a we're rolling on a hard set of about three hours of sleep this morning, but uh, I'm ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to do it. Let's uh, let's get this thing going on. Um, initially, the 907 initiative was based out of Portland. Eventually, they got an Anchorage PO. Yeah, I mean they're just. I don't know. You could. T- it's going to be a nasty one, folks. Let's just buckle up for a nasty, nasty race. That's what's going on right now. All right. Well, good morning. I hope you guys don't leave me hanging here. If you guys want to call in and share your thoughts this morning on anything that's going on, we're going to dive in. Let's do it. Hour two. Hour one right now. The Michael Duke Show. Seriously humorous with a pinch of intellect. <laughs> pinch of intellect. Sorry. That is humorous. Here's Michael Dukes. Well, we just... It's beautiful because the state, uh, the, the show has a statewide aspect to it, right? For, so for those of you who don't know, the, the show broadcasts across the state on a variety of radio stations and translators and everything else. But we also stream the show on Facebook and YouTube and everything else. So this show reaches people. I mean, we got listeners who participate in the chat room on a daily basis in Kotzebue and out in uh, Bethel area, you know, Uktavik or uh, uh, Quinnahawk and Uktavik up on the Barrow up in the North Slope and all that kind of stuff. Um, anyway, but so interesting when I made the comment about seeing the Bronson ad, uh, people from around the state started to respond. Uh, Jeannie says she's seeing this ad down on the Kenai Peninsula. She said, I'm seeing it on YouTube on the Kenai all the time. And then Willie out in Quetahawk, which is out towards Bethel, said, I see them out here. I see them out here as well. It's out, you know, he goes, I don't know what he goes. I sent him. He said, I sent a donation to Mayor Bronson. I'm concerned about where the council, the council there, uh, the assembly is dragging the city to, which from here looks like Portland. Yeah, exactly. It does look a lot like Portland. Um, and, uh, it's, you're just watching this and I feel like I just need to pop a big bowl of popcorn and watch this whole thing go down because holy cow, uh, it is a a hot man, but that is going to be the bellwether for 2024. You're going to watch this mayoral race in Anchorage unfold. Uh, and they're saying right now, uh, where is the. There was a they were throwing a dollar figure around as to how much people have raised and what the cost of the uh, what the cost of the of it's going to be. Uh, let's see. The 2022 Anchorage race uh, broke local records for political spending in muni races. 2023 was not much different. And uh, now it's going to be uh, in December. Susan LaFrance announced that it had double its initial fundraising goal at the end of the year. They had taken in around two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. This is going to be a this is going to be a million dollar race. I can guarantee it. Uh, Bronson begins the year with fifty three thousand dollars in contributions that were left over from last year. Uh, but you could see already it's going to be it's it's going to be a again four-way race 250 it's a $250,000 buy-in i think is the answer you're looking for that's going to be the buy-in for the being part of the mayoral race in anchorage which means with four main candidates 
it's going to be, again, a million-dollar race minimal. And that's just the candidate money. Uh, we've already seen what happened in Fairbanks recently in the Matsu with all these outside interests wanting to come in and, as well. I mean, on little podunk, um, I mean, tens of thousands of dollars were being expended by non-candidate entities, right, The 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 in Fairbanks and everything else, tens of thousands of dollars for some of these for some of these places and some of these seats. So yeah, it's gonna be man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a year, and the mayor's race in Anchorage is gonna be the the key kickoff point. Um, and you can already see it, and that's why these independent expenditure groups are starting, like the 907 Initiative, which I believe is the they're the folks that have put together this. Uh, campaign on YouTube that everybody's seeing across the state. Um, and that's just the start. There'll be more. There'll be more ringing in the the uh, election. It, it, and this is one of those weird things that I had to get used to when I moved down here into the South Central area and was dealing in, and was started on the air in the Anchorage area was the fact that uh, Anchorage is just like polar opposite from every place else in the state, which most of them had their municipal elections in October. Um, uh, and uh, no, Anchorage is like, no, we're going to do things differently. We're going to do it in April. We're going to be completely. So uh, it uh, last day to vote is going to be Tuesday, April the 2nd. And, of course, it's all mail-in ballots and everything else. They're going to be sending out mail-in ballots here in about 10 weeks. 12 weeks. Um, so three weeks, three weeks before the April 12, April 2nd deadline will be the beginning of that. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. So, um, but we'll see, we'll see what's, uh, we'll see what's going on. That's going to be the race to watch to kind of see the bellwether of where things are going here in, uh, in the in the upcoming, this is the year of the election. You know how the Chinese have got the year of the rooster and the year of the monkey, and this for Alaska is the year of the election. Just just be expecting it, uh, no matter else. Um, all right, so we got some other things that uh, we're going to chat about, uh, including the new um, the new legal challenge over the removal of some of the books in the Matsu Borough School District. Uh, we'll talk about that. We've got Scott Ogan's top ten uh, things that he sees coming up in this year's uh, in this year's uh, legislative session, plus some other analysis as well. But we've got a phone call, so let's start off with that today, just to see where things are going, shall we? Nine zero seven four three three thirty one fifty. Let's uh, go over here and see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning, Mr. Dukes. Brian Cherry calling you somewhat live from the hook. Uh, well, good morning, sir. How are you? Brian and I ran into each other, I don't know, it was a couple days before Christmas. We were both made the mistake of going to the grocery store at exactly the set. I said I wasn't going to do it, Brian, but she made me. I said I wasn't leaving the house unless my wife made me, and she did. I, yep, and that's exactly where, that's exactly how I ended up in that. That chaotic moment, that chaotic, but it was worth it just because I got to see you and chat with you for a bit. Oh, that's great. So man. anyway, as a radio professional, I have a, since you're a radio professional, I do have a question for you. So when they target these, when when you when you go out to YouTube and want to do an advertising, you can dial it down to a zip code. 
how expensive is how expensive is that? In other words, does it cost them substantially more money to uh, target all of Alaska through YouTube, or is it considerably less money to you know, to dial it down to just the Anchorage area? Surprisingly, it's actually more exp- It's it's less expensive to kind of shotgun blast it, right? Because then you're just like. Whoever lives in the, you know, in a 99 zip code, 997 or 995 zip code or whatever, the more uh, the more detailed you get, the more definitive you get um, uh, into the demographics. And they have things like, you know, YouTube has things like demographics, age groups, um, income brackets, uh, interests, hobbies and interests. I mean, you can really dive down into I want to talk to. 55-year-old women who specifically have hobbies that include knitting and something. I mean, you can really, you can really, you know, but it does get more expensive because you're bidding specifically on those, um, on those uh, ad spaces. It's like a bid system for, on the internet, a lot of that stuff is you're, you're bidding for an ad space in real time. The, the algorithm is actually proxy bidding for you. So what you may normally get for, you know, 15 cents an ad you may pay a dollar an ad for if uh, if you get real specific on something like that so a broad shotgun blast is cheaper than the laser focused one but the laser focused one is more effective I guess is what I is how I would put it in my opinion okay that and that that rings true sort of with my thought process so Here's my morning hypothesis. This is only like two cups of coffee, and so oh man, oh man, listening. Um, hang on, everybody, sit down. Um, what I think that they're doing, I think that the the shotgun blast is deliberate. I think the viciousness, sort of, in these attacks is also absolutely intentional. I think they're also sort of sending out a warning across the state to anybody uh, in Fairbanks or into the borough or whatever that hey we can get you too. Um, I think this is sort of the uh, intimidation process, um, sort of writ large, um, although it is a little bit, maybe a little bit more subtle. But anyway, that's my hypothesis. It is a, it is a warning against the specifically conservatives who choose to uh, maybe run uh, in a Fairbanks or uh, Kenai or in a Massu race that they can get you and they will get you. And this is how vicious we can be. I, you know what? I would not disagree with that because that was my thought as well. I was, in fact, that came up in the conversation with my daughter and I was thinking, well, maybe they're just trying to show the flag. Maybe they're just trying to tell people if you step out of line or if you hold to these principles, we will come after you no matter where you are. If we're willing to go outside the Anchorage voting area to try and run down Bronson uh, in other places, uh, no one is safe kind of thing. And the fact that, you know, people, if you look at the names behind a lot of these different organizations, the 907 Initiative and the Alaska's for Better Elections, you see the same group of names over and over. There's a, there's a handful of names that are kind of oh, yeah. involved in all these different things. And you realize that there's a big overarching group of people, uh, probably seven or eight names that continue to pop up uh, as members of these various groups. And there's crossover and everything else. They've got a well-oiled machine behind the scenes, and that's why you see Scott Kendall involved in everything these days. He's like, he's like the George Soros of Alaska or something. You know, he's he's just involved in everything, and it shows that they've got a really, a real they've got a machine in the background. 
if they have figured out how to use internet and networking and putting together these various groups to to really extend and amplify their reach. And um, you know, when they when the 907 initiative uh, first started, they did have a uh, Portland address or somewhere near Portland, uh, Oregon. Uh, called it out on them a few times um, in some of the Facebook ads, and uh, got uh, my comment deleted. But I do notice that they now have an official uh, Anchorage address, although I think it's still uh, still Portlandia and the, the stench of Portland is is still very strong in these people. Yeah, no, I agree. And again, it's not. It's it's uh, what did. Uh... Was it Pelosi who said that it wasn't grassroots, it was AstroTurf? Um, it, it definitely has that feel. I mean, they have they have names like Defend Alaska's Constitution and the 907 Initiative and all these other names. But when you look at the players, when you look at the people who are, and again, going back to these local elections like we just saw in Fairbanks and in the Matsu, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars from outside the state coming in to basically tell us how we should live our lives better, how we should do things better. You know, the fact that Portland uh, is was the base of operations for the 907 initiative. I mean, that's just that's just painful to understand, but people will buy into it because the name is 907 initiative. Oh, it must be Alaska. They must really care about us. No, what they care yeah. about is a power base and kind and, of the philosophy. Exactly, and I, I think people need to be aware of it. I don't know that it does any good to make people aware of it. I think uh, um, you know they've, they've created this sort of appearance of being a large, powerful organization because they have all these other, like Save Our Constitution and 907 initiatives. They create all these these entities as essentially uh, stocking horses. Yeah, and so it's you know whether or not they have as much power as they think they do remains to be seen, but they certainly have the money. And I guess money translates to power. Well, the, and I think that's actually area. I think that's actually part of the good news, Brian, is that really there's only a handful of people who are kind of organizing all of this. They're just using different names and different groups. You know what I mean? So it kind of makes it look like it's much larger. They're using a lot of outside money with a handful of people who are very well organized, and it makes it look a lot bigger than it is. But we're going to see all this stuff play out come into this next session. They're going to be, I can tell you right now, they're going to be very vocal in both the election cycle in Anchorage, the regular legislative session, and then the upcoming elections uh, in the summer and in the fall. It's going to be, I mean, they're, they're going to be very, very visible on this. And I think this is just the opening salvo. Completely concur. Yeah. All right, Mr. Duke. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, hey, Bill Brock. Congratulations on uh, your football team's success. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Brian. I appreciate you participating today. It's always good to talk with you, my friend. I appreciate that. It's, it's always always fun for me to have conversations with uh, lots of listeners, especially those who are in the chat room. It's always good to hear their voice when they're uh, – uh, Brian is one that's in the chat room almost every day. We love hearing you guys. Thanks for participating. You don't have to be chat room members to call in. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150 if you'd like to sound off on this and share your thoughts. Have you been watching what's going on? Have you been watching the uh, the, the various fights that happened at the end of the session? 
and what's going on. How about the local events in your hometown elections that happened this last fall? Love to hear what you have to say on that and what you think you're going to see coming up into 2024, because that's what this is all about right now. Now we're looking forward into 2024, and we're going to take a look at what's going on from here. Uh, We'll be back with more of The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We return with more right after this. Listened to by more staffers in Juno than any other show. Because their bosses told them to. And after what they just heard, oh man, they're gonna be pissed. You're a bad, bad man. The Michael Duke Show. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Brian. That was a great things to do. Uh, and yeah, congratulations, Bill, on your blue team. Is it the blue team or the red team? What team is your team? The blue team? Which, which sport is it? I've forgotten already. Uh, I'm being a little bit facetious. I know he was going for Michigan Wolverines, right? Is that Am I right on that? I think it's Michigan Wolverines, isn't it? The football team that you were all gold blue kind of thing. Um, I was just being facetious because that's uh, great. Um... Gail says she loves that clip. You're a bad, bad man. That's me. That's me. Um, Richard says, every time I see these ads and mudslinging, it's a complete turnoff. I am more interested in hearing a potential candidate tell me what their plan is to make our lives better. Anyone can talk trash. Well, I think, I think Richard, that you probably exemplify the... You probably exemplify the the average person out there. Um, uh, there was an article in uh, Reason magazine here uh, just the other day. My buddy, I'm actually going to have him come on uh, come on board um, and talk about this. Oh, it must have been a um, JD Tuchilli had an article that came up in his newsletter, The Rattler. Which, uh, at a, yeah. anyway, he was on vacation, and so they were doing some reprints of his previous stories. Anyway, he was talking about the divisiveness in America has it reached a critical mass kind of thing that the polarization could eventually lead to, you know, they were talking, there was a study going on, especially post COVID. There was a study about how the polarization is affecting us. And, it, and, you know, he came to the same conclusion that kind of that I have that there are the left and the right out there that they are just bitterly slogging it out in the streets, like open political warfare, right, between the two. of, And the rest of us are just like, we just like to be left alone and move on with our lives. You know, we're not we're not buying into the partisan either in the left or the right. The, the red meat from the Republicans or the red meat from the Democrats, it just doesn't matter. But what, of course, the news media continues to report on and what continues to make headlines is the the vitriolic bitter fringes of you know all that stuff it's a it's a anyway it's it's a it's a 
It's an interesting thing. Richard also says it's possible that some of whoops uh, that some of their intent um, behind the trash talk is also to disenfranchise people. And I think that's what Brian was making his point is, is that they could have focused this in just the Anchorage area to impact and to, you know, to go just to um, the uh, the voters in Anchorage. But I think this is a part and parcel that this is a wider this is like that the, the opening flag, uh, you know, on the thing. This is they're showing their hand to say we will intimidate anybody that wants to, which, you know, uh, it's interesting. I think Alaskans overall, it, you know, Alaska is a purple state. There's a lot of people that probably listen to this show that um, don't necessarily necessarily care about some of the, um, you know, more Republican-based personal issues, whether that's on, you know, what you do in your bedroom or social mores or things like that, but they're still fiscal conservatives or they still believe the government's role is supposed to be smaller. And then there's people on the right. You know, it, it that's what kind of a libertarian in a lot of ways is that kind of way. We're in the middle uh, between these two factions. What's what's unfortunate is that it's really not kind of the left-right dichotomy. It's, you know, that's why I got that whole thing. It says, you know, I'm trying to split the left-right dichotomy because it's not like libertarians are in the middle of, well, the right is here and the left is here and the libertarians are moderate. No, it's like the left and the right are both out here on one side, on the bigger government side, because they want government to control people's lives for their personal philosophy, whether that's for, uh, you know, a huge military and telling people what they can do or can't read or do in their bedroom or, you know, grabbing welfare or, you know, gender politics and all. That's all the big pro-government side. And libertarians are over here on the we just want to be left alone to live our lives less government side. So people say it's the left-right dichotomy and somehow everybody else is in the middle. No, I think the the most of the fringes are over here on the big, bigger government side of the equation. They may be red, they may be blue, they may be donkeys, they may be elephants, but they're on that side of the equation that is pro-government just for their philosophies. We want to use government to push our philosophies. Meanwhile, those of us who are more libertarian is like, uh, we just want government out of our, we just want to be left alone to do whatever, you know, as long as we're not hurting anybody else, we don't want, we just want to be left alone. And I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest dichotomy. Anyway, but can you ever truly be libertarian enough? You and I both know that that's an impossibility, Brian, just an impossibility. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, proudly splitting the left versus right uh, dichotomy. Yeah, I had to look that word up, too. I don't think it means what he thinks it means. Here he is, though. That guy, Michael Dukes, the one with the show. Well, it, uh, I played that specifically because we were just talking about this. We were just talking about, uh, you know, Brian was saying... Maybe it's being used as, uh, you know, some of this advertising going outside of Anchorage. It really doesn't belong outside of Anchorage as a warning to people, um, you know, who, you know, if you're a conservative, watch out. We can come after you as well. Um, 
Richard in the chat room said it's possible that some of their intent behind the trash talk is also to disenfranchise people. Uh, and, 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 and I would not disagree. Um, uh, you know, and that's part of the problem with where I think people come from on the show is that most people just want to be left alone, right? They, they really, you know, we talk about, oh, those on the left and those on the right. And somehow the idea of independence, which make up the majority of voters in this state, most, most people in the state are not a member of a party. You know, you've got a big core of Republicans, a slightly smaller core of Democrats, but they still make up less than 50 percent of the voters in the state. The rest of them are independents, undeclared, AIP, some non-party, or they're just, you know, unregistered, you know, undeclared folks. And and I think what we find out is we kind of get caught when we say the left versus right dichotomy. It seems like people want to put it visually on a spectrum of, well, the blue Team Blue, Team Donkey is way over here on the left. And Team Elephant, Team Red is way over here on the right. And the rest of us are just in the middle. And somehow that makes us compromisers or it makes us, uh, you know, uh, you know, somehow less because we don't stick to our uh, because we don't stick to the extremes of one side or the other. But see, here's the real here's the real spectrum. Of what's going on. It's not left and right. And and I used to think about left and right being, you know, eventually if you go further and further out on the fringes of these things and left and right, it's really not a line. It's really a circle. And they kind of wrap back around into each other. And then I saw a video about 25 years ago that really kind of opened my eyes. I remember who put it out, but somebody put it out, talked about basically it's not a scale of left versus right. It's a scale of more government versus less government. And I think what we get stuck on is, and again, being a libertarian, here's, I mean, I, here's where I fall on this spectrum, right? Because it's not really a spectrum of, well, do you fall more towards the right or towards the left? No, I fall towards the, because left and right are actually not on opposite sides of the scale for the most part. In when I'm talking about especially the extremes and the fist shakers and the people who are on social media and all the people who are making the headlines, they're, they're really not on opposite sides. They're both on the same side. They're both on the same side, which is the larger, bigger, stronger government side. And there's probably many of you listeners who are probably offended by me saying that, but you're on that side. You just don't know it. You're not thinking it all the way through. Because you're like, you're all for government having the power as long as government is using that power to tell people what to do as long as it aligns with your philosophies. That, I mean, that's a hard statement. That's a that's a rough statement. to. But and I know people's cognitive is it, you know, the the. The cognitive dissonance right now is just like people are just, you know, they can't. But think about it. You're advocating in many times, in many ways, people on the right are advocating for government to go in and do things that government ought not to have the right to do. But as long as it's fulfilling your ideals, it's okay. The problem is, is that kind of power is always two-edged. When your guy's in charge, it can be used for good. But when their guy's in charge, it can be used for evil. See, so that's really the left and the right are really not left and right. They're really pro-government, 
more, the more government side of the scale versus the less government side of the scale. And my argument has always been is that the majority of Americans who are not part of a political establishment, who are not part of a political party or a political movement per se, either in the progressive or the conservative side, are they just want to be they just want to be left alone. Right? So the left and the right are over here on the, oh, yes, we need government to tell people how to live their lives and do what we say, depending on whatever philosophy that they are believing in currently, the liberal or the conservative. Oh, that we want it. It's okay for government to have this power if they're pushing our agenda. Meanwhile, the rest of us, especially the libertarians and the independents and people who are over here are like, we just want government to be as small as possible to deliver core basic functions and, you know, and then to get out of our lives. So it's really, it's not left versus right. It's not conservative versus progressive or, or liberal. It's more pro-bigger government versus pro-smaller government. That's really what it's all about. You know, we talk about being ungovernable. Uh, on the show and in the chat room, a lot of times we talk about, you know, kind of the, the most American I- of ideal is civil disobedience and all these. That's because people who are kind of the majority of people, I believe, again, something approaching 60 percent of the people in the state um, are the independents, unregistered, you know, AIP, libertarian, whatever it is. They're not part of the team blue, team red crew, they just want to be left alone. They just want government is, they want as few intrusions as their lives as they can get away with. And they don't want to mess with, with all this other kind of stuff. And so I think Scott Kendall and company are trying to be clever in what they're doing here, but I don't know if it's going to work because again, most people, now people on the right may be incensed by it. People who are in the on the far left may be encouraged by it. But those of us who are in the middle are like, this is so stupid. Why would you, you know, you're not, you know. How, so the question becomes, how do we motivate the ungovernable? How do we motivate the people who are on the not on team blue or team red but people who are you know who are on the lesser government intrusion the leave me alone crowd we should come up with some kind of acronym or something for that you know that's the thing it's it's we get caught up in this let team, you know team 1 team 2 and maybe that's because we are conditioned in, you know, in America, especially, you know, well, I mean, the West uh, overall, but sports of, you know, my team, your team, Ford versus Chevy, Colt versus Ruger, you know, uh, you know, Democrats versus Republicans, team green and team yellow. I mean, whatever it is, maybe it's a sports thing or whatever. We're just conditioned to be part of that where most of us are just like, I just want to live my life to the fullest without interference, without having a bunch of my money taken, without being, you know, inundated with bureaucracy and government paperwork and oversight and somebody looking down their nose at me and telling me that they know better how I should live my life or run my business or do anything else than it, than, than it, 
That's really what this is all about. That's really what this whole thing is is really about. And um, like I said, I yeah, team get off my lawn. That's what it is. We're all members of team get off my lawn. As we should be. All right. Maybe that's that's the thing right there. That's the that's the thing. Hashtag team get off my lawn. I that that's as good as any. Right. That's as good a description of this whole thing as anything is you got people on the left and the right who are like pro government as long as it's pushing their agenda, whatever their agenda is, whether it's tariffs or a border wall or something else, uh, you know, gender fluid, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's all government enforcing that stuff. Just get off my lawn. All right, Hour 2 is dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Yeah, all I could picture is a T-shirt with the... uh, with the Doseki guy on the front, right, saying, stay ungovernable, my friends. And on the back, it says, hashtag team get off my lawn. <laughs> oh, I think that would be perfect. That would be a perfect T-shirt. Um. But I I think that's the thing. Even, you know, in the show, we've been caught up on that before. But, I mean, really, and I know, again, it offends a lot of people when I say things like that. But, you know, I have seen people on in this chat room, callers to this show, guests on this show, who are ostensibly on the same team or philosophy that I am, advocate for government to come in and do certain things. Um, because those things are good and right and righteous. And, in, and, and I'm going to get, I'm going to be a little more vocal about calling them out to say, should government have that power period? That's the question. Just because it's righteous that your guy would use government in that way. Again, doesn't mean that the next go next turn of the clock that the other guy gets in that, you know, I just don't want government to have the power that it has. It's going to be damn near impossible to, I mean, once a, once a power is subsumed and assumed by government, it's nearly impossible to take that power away from them. Donna's got, again, the quote of the century, which is government is not the solution to the problem. Government is the problem. What's the 11 scariest words in the English language? We're from the government and we're here to help. Right? That's exactly it. I mean, Reagan understood that. I mean, the problem is, of course, everybody lionizes Reagan, but Reagan, I mean, there's some problems there, especially from a firearms perspective, uh, because he he talked a good game in those regards, but he did not live by he did not walk, he did not walk the walk in a lot of those regards, especially on firearms rights and other things, um, but. He's he's not he's not wrong in that quote. He's not wrong 
at all. Uh, <laughs> Richard says, design that T-shirt. I'll buy at least 10. Okay, I'll design the T-shirt. We'll do that. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, out of Get off my tundra. Get out of my boreal forest. No, I mean, I just think that hashtag get off my lawn. I mean, that it really is kind of a, uh, you know, maybe we're playing into the grumpy old man trope at that point, you know. Damn kids, get off my lawn. You know. Um, <laughs> but it's, that's, that's the thing right there. Um, all right. T-shirts and bumper stickers, says Richard. Well, maybe that's what it is. It's the get off my lawn party, which is, you know, it's a group of independents. And, I mean, why, why label ourselves? I mean, I, I will use that label just to describe what we're talking about because I think it encapsulates it. Who said that to begin with? Because I've used that phrase before on the show, but uh, when I said we need to come up with a with a thing or whatever, I think that was... Uh, who I'm I'm just scrolling back to see who said that because we gotta get we gotta give him kudos. Jeannie said that. Get off my lawn. There you go. Yep. <clears throat> uh and then Richard said his email has get off my lawn in the title. Oh, there you go. So I mean, you guys are like great minds think alike, as this as far as this goes. Uh Richard says back in this email, um, I moved here. Full-time two years ago from Minnesota, and my gosh, what a difference. There are good people and bad people everywhere, but here people tend to respect each other a bit more. We aren't worried about what candidate is on a yard sign or pronouns. People here are more concerned about not taking a hoof to the head from a moose going to the mailbox. And that's true, Richard, to a point, for sure. I mean, we do have our our Keiths and our Carids or Daves. What are we calling the, the male Karens these days? I can't even remember. But, I mean, we do have our share on both the left and the right of people who are, you know, but you're right. I think it's a lot better. I mean, I can, I can, I just, I still remember going to lunch with uh, the communications director for the Democratic Party. Uh, he was a guest on my show quite frequently. We had, we had a great time. We had, we were ribbing each other. I mean, it was very tongue in cheek and we agreed to disagree, you know, um, but you just can't, it seems like that's getting uh, further and further, farther between. Uh, Richard also said the biggest threat to the current power structure is free thinking, independent people who want to be left alone. I think is what he was saying there. I would not disagree with that. That is a danger to people. They want you to be engaged in this left versus right dichotomy. You know, that's, that's the thing. They want you to be part of that problem okay um we're all americans being hurt by this mess yes 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 um clint eastwood plagiarism is always held in high regard really karen's and ken's thank you thank you all right we gotta go we're gonna be uh we're gonna be back with more the michael duke show Common Sense Radio. Hour two is right now.
Buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. <laughs> yep, i got to push the button. Live around the world. I forgot how to do this. It's been so long since I've seen you before. Uh, live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this show, favorite radio station and or FM translator. Welcome to it, hour two of the big radio show. It's the fastest two hours in radio, for sure. Uh, and it's been an interesting conversation this morning. Already engaged with uh, a lot of folks in the chat room right now. Uh, the chat rooms, by the way, for those of you who are on radio, if you ever want to participate, I mean, you could just keep going. Uh, you know, listening to radio is free. It's easy. Uh, it's the best way is on radio. Radio is my first, my first, my first love <clears throat> my wife is my first love. But, I mean, radio is a close second. Uh, but uh, you can also participate with us. Uh, we broadcast the show, simulcast it on Facebook and YouTube as well. If you want to participate, you can go out there and find us out there and uh, participate with the rest of the chatters out there. We've been talking about a lot of stuff today, but really kind of the epiphany moment was when we were talking about this kind of ideal of we're seeing all this stuff. This 2024 is going to be very... Um, it is going to be very interesting, to say the least. May you live in interesting times. I think 2024 is going to live up to that in a big way. But the problem is, is that we keep getting caught in this cycle. Even on the show here, we've been caught in that cycle in the past as well. You know, kind of this left versus right fight, you know, the that they want us to get caught up in all these different cultural points or the culture war stuff, you know, and everything else. The problem is, is that the majority of people are not part of that left versus right, right? They're not part of a team elephant or team donkey. They're not part of, uh, you know, the the woke or the anti-woke. They're not part of that. Most people just want to be left alone. They're on team get off my lawn. That's who they're at. Thank you, Jeannie, by the way, for that, for throwing that out there. Because I was like, we got to come up with a with an a, a label or an acronym for because that's what we humans we label things. That's just how we work. Um, but you know, that's kind of I'm definitely on part of team. Get off my lawn. You know, whatever you want to do, as long as you're not hurting other people or using government as a bludgeon to force people to your viewpoint, whether I agree with your viewpoint or not. I don't want government to be used as a bludgeon to do that. That's where I think most people actually are. But we get caught up in these bread and circuses kind of thing. We get caught up in this, you know, and I think it's almost by design. I mean, it, I that that's the thing. By design, they want us to get 
back into this. Richard says it's it's never anything more than a pointless back and forth. The blue team gets in charge, makes an intrusive meth. Red team gets in, spends four years trying to clean up a disaster or make their own disasters. I mean, we got things like, you know, trade tariffs and other things that we we didn't really need to do. In fact, it made things worse. It's not just Team Blue does bad and Team Red tries to clean up the mess. Team Blue does bad. Team Red does bad. Everybody's trying to counteract each other, and we get caught up in that bread and circuses cycle, and it's like pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, which is, again, basically both sides want to use government to force you to live the way that they want you to live. And as much as I love some of you, and we agree on probably 90% of the stuff or 80% of the stuff, the 10 or 20% that we don't agree on, I don't want government coming into my house and forcing me to live exactly how you want me to live. Get off my lawn. That's where I'm at. That's why everybody hates me. Libertarians, that's why everybody hates them. But, I mean, that's kind of the whole point of this whole thing. We're really, I, we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to try to come at everything this year from that perspective. I think that's an important perspective to have. Now, phone lines are open this morning, and we're going to talk about some of the legislative priorities. And I want to get through this stuff and, and talk about it. But I want to take your phone calls this morning as well uh, and see what you guys have to say about much of this stuff. Uh, you know, tell me if I'm on track. Or if I just didn't, you know, like most people said, they're either... <laughs> There's not a lot of middle ground when I talk about things. People either are inspired by what I say or they're infuriated by what I say. So let's see which it is, which is which, shall we? Let's go over to the phones and see what folks uh, have to say this morning. We'll get things started. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Good morning. This is Barbara in North Pole. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Barbara. How are you doing this morning? What's on your mind? Well, there's a couple of things. So we're talking about the legislature. Um, on Friday night at the Mayan Palace at 530, there'll be a legislative send-off for um, uh, Frank Tomaszewski. And on uh, Saturday uh, at the North Pole Hotel, They'll be in the evening, same time, 6 to 8. Um, there'll be a legislative send-off for Representative Prox. So if people have some ideas or have some input on what they want their legislator to um, do, um, this is your last chance to see him eyeball to eyeball here locally without having to fly to Juno. Okay. And uh, it would be a good thing to do. You can have some fun and- Right, so um, so go I mean, go tell them what you think your priorities should be, I, what they should be focused on for the upcoming session. Well, sure. I mean, it's a uh, send-off, right? So why you saying goodbye to say, hey, this is what I think you should be looking at. Okay. Well, that'll be good. So, yeah. again, Mayan, uh, Mayan Palace and Hotel North Pole, right? Right. Friday night, Mayan Palace, Saturday night, North Pole Hotel. Okay. All right. And uh, I think both of them have, like, a small donation to cover the cost of whatever, but it's, you know, pretty minor cost. And just go in and, you know, say goodbye to them before they head to Juno. It's a very good thing to do. Um, The other thing, I want to alert people in the interior, there's apparently going to be a 
special session on the tax cap and the budget on the 23rd of January. And I don't have a lot of details about it right now, but um, I think folks should kind of keep their eye on that borough website and kind of look at what's going on. So what? What uh, and I may have more to say about that in the future. What, what exactly, Barbara? I mean, uh, but, uh, what outline it again? What What is it that is coming up? I, I guess I missed what was. What is it? I don't know. I just know that they've called for a special session on the budget and the tax cap on the twenty third of January. So folks need to start paying a little bit of attention to what's going on in the borough, at least in Fairbanks. And by the way, all the other boroughs, you know, you probably want to start keeping an eye on your borough governments because this is when they go into their budgetary cycles. Right. So, you know, that's when all the groups start coming out saying, we want this, we want that, you know. Okay. So, yeah, um, anytime the borough. Be aware of what's going on the local level, too. Yeah, anytime the borough assembly starts talking about or having a special session about the tax cap, you should definitely be you should definitely be concerned because the tax cap is the only thing that's held the spending down in the Fairbanks North Star Borough for years. I mean, that was instrumental. Donna Gilbert and her whole crew uh, keeping that on the ballot. I mean, I carried a ballot book for years for the tax cap uh, because it is the one thing that held that government spending back. And it's the one thing that people who are on the pro-bigger government side definitely don't like because it holds back them being able to spend whatever they want to make government big enough to do what they want it to do. Absolutely. And, you know, I carried a lot of those petitions, too, over the years. So, um, you know, to me, the tax cap has been a very important fiscal tool in the Fairbanks North Star Borough. So yeah. um, I think it's very important to keep our eye on that. Yeah. All right, Barbara. Uh, we'll f- if I get more information, I'll up uh, more. You bet. Okay. Well, thanks for keeping us in the loop on that, and we will look forward to hearing uh, more about that. Thank you so much for calling in, Barbara from Fairbanks. Uh, all right, let's go over to the uh, next caller here to see what you have to say. 907-433-3150 leaves a bunch of lines open. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yes, good morning. It's Willie out here in Quinnahaw. Well, good morning, Willie. What's on your mind, my friend? What's uh, what's going on with you? Well, I'm taking a good look. This is my favorite time of the year. I love the circuits. It's about ready to start down there in Juneau. Keeps my little mind active, you know. And uh, I I see all these posts and, and a lot of town hall meetings going on right now around the state, and they're actually having... One town hall meeting out here is going to happen in Bethel today. Will be the first one since the kid got elected. We got a 25-year-old puppy they sent to the house down there, and he's going to have one just a couple of days naturally before before he goes to Juno. Too late to write any bills. Too late to listen to anybody because his mind's already been told how he's going to vote where he works anyway. You know, but there's a a lot of things that he did a 14-minute interview on, uh, on, I call him public communist radio. You guys know him, know him as NPR, but it's what gets around out here pretty much. Uh, 
through the villages of public radio. Anyway, the long and the short of it, he had all these things he's all in favor of. He's K-12 increased spending and all the broadband spending. And, of course, he's definitely behind the defined benefits and how they're how he's going to go support all this and everything else but in 14 minutes not one single question was ever asked where's the money coming from simple question you sure, know that's a question the we ask all the time already showing he, the governor i'm sorry I, it's a question we ask all the time who pays right you want to do all these things you want to come up with all these programs new child care defined benefits new spundies for schools and everything else but who pays that's that's the question well that's always the question and after watching the last well all the way back to bill walker i know who pays you know who pays we all know who pays and nobody ever wants to admit it and and uh, i take a look at the governor's budget and it's just a, it's a setup for major disaster is what it is um there's no way they're paying that a full pfd yeah, that's that's 1.2 billion that they borrowed from last year. They still need it again this year just to keep paying for the continued programs without ever adding anything new. The governor's got almost a billion dollars worth of borrowing because that's what it is when you go to the CBR. That's a borrow, and they still owe eight billion that they're constitutionally indebted to pay back, and they pay back what piddle and few pennies a year and say oh we're meeting our constitutional duties right well <laughs> that's a pretty big stretch of imagination but i i keep looking at all this and every time you have a legislator out there telling you they're going to support more spending that you know the base student allotment allocation for all the k through 12. um just keep asking them where's the money coming from where's the money coming from where is the money coming from their defined benefits pretty simple right there they're the democrats idea the majority let's just call it the legislative majority because that's what's voting for that's what passed the budget last year nothing was challenged it was boom boom done and over with within six hours of the senate turning loose of their budget to the house on the 120th day um no discussion so we know that they're going to steal the pfd there's 1.2 billion they stole last year so governor don't tell me that you have you're even in favor of the PFD, you're not. And don't tell me that this $967 million that you're planning on taking out of the CBR and the SBR is going to stand a single chance of being taken. No, even the dimwit Democrats are smart enough to know you have to have something left in savings. So that's not going to go there. It's all coming from your PFD. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah, and exactly. So Every time, as I go, I'm sorry, we have a horrible lapse between. Yeah, yeah the, no, it's okay. I was just going to say exactly. I mean, that's part of the problem. I mean, we were actually arguing yesterday. Brad Keithley came on and said he thinks the governor actually may have <clears throat> a broken state statute because he didn't present a budget that was balanced. I mean, we should make an argument. Is a balanced budget a budget that just draws everything from savings? That's not really a balanced budget. That's a finite resource. And like you said, we're supposed to. We still owe eight billion dollars, nine billion dollars to the 
to the CBR. It's supposed to have $10 billion in it, and it's only got a billion and a half or so. You know, there's a few hundred million in the SBR. I mean, when those when those accounts are dry, where does it come from? The rest of your PFD. And yet the money and the spend still continues to go up. I mean, what they charted out there on this 10-year plan with this budget is the death of the PFD and the institution of further taxes on the state of Alaska. Well, that's exactly it, and we're headed. And so I I see there's Republicans out here right now, or I see them posting out here on the, well, of course, all the websites and everything. But if you're going to put a project out there and you're conservative, then at least do the honorable thing and tell us where is the money coming from. I'd yeah. love to have another port on the on the north side of Cook Inlet. I mean, what happens if the bridges get blown between Anchorage and Wasilla? Yeah. No. What happens? How does anything get to Fairbanks? How does anything that normally, you know, would go up the roads and then be distributed to the villages? How does that happen right. if everything is isolated on the Anchorage side? No. I'm with you, Willie. You know, I'm, I'm with you, Willie. Hundred percent, hundred percent of that, Willie. I'm up against it here. We got, uh, we got, uh, we got, we got to, we got to take a break. I'm gonna, I'll put, you, I'll put you on hold here, Willie. Don't, uh, don't go anywhere. We're gonna be back with more here in just a second. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Uh, we will continue in just a moment. Uh, we'll take some more of your phone calls. We'll talk about what's coming up legislative-wise. We already know a lot of it. Willie's hit on a few of it right here. We'll be back with more right after this. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, Willie, I'm going to give you a chance to <clears throat> finish your thought there. I'm sorry we were up against the hard break, uh, had to go. Uh, give you a chance here to finish your thoughts uh, on this uh, as we go forward. Well, you bet. So I would I would suggest uh, Kevin McCabe, who I really, really like. Tell me where the money's coming from, Kevin, if you want to finish this extra port. You know, I mean, it's only fair. You should be held to the same standards as anybody else that's going to be out fighting for defined benefits. Yeah, and we all deserve to know. And other than that, I guess there's just a whole lot. I was so happy to hear Brad back on the radio yesterday. I'm so happy to get back into the political rock and roll. Um, it all works good for me, you know. So I'm out of here. Happy New Year, Alaska. All right. Well, thank you, Willie, for calling in and joining us. We appreciate you uh, participating uh, on the show today and sharing your thoughts out there from Quinnahawk. Thank you for uh, calling in out from the Alaskan bush. All right. Uh, that leaves all four lines open. If you guys want to sound off, feel free to call us up here as we go through there. Um, <clears throat> uh, Greg says the broadband question is easy as a simple fix. Starlink will solve that. I Exactly. Why? Why would we invest billions in physical hardline across the tundra infrastructure when for a fraction of that cost, you could put receivers in everybody's hands? And I mean, they're going to have satellites right over the <laughs> why? Why? Why would you not do that? Um, and uh, <clears throat> Teresa says the survivors of the fire in Lahaina sure had lots of accolades for Starlink. 
I mean, Starlink has been, yeah. I mean, why would, yeah. That's high-speed broadband to anybody who can see the sky. It's pretty much everybody, I think, at this point. Um, uh, did you mention it's Alaska's birthday day today? Can we get the birthday song? I thought, I mean, Alaska's, I thought Alaska isn't in October. Isn't Alaska Day in October? Did I miss something today? What is today? January the 2nd. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, the state has a plan to spend a billion dollars on broadband, says Donna. I, you know, you want me to, you want me to, you want me to save you $800 million? Give everybody, just give it to them, a Starlink. I mean, don't, you don't, sure, don't make them pay for it. I mean, whatever. I mean, I bought my own Starlink. I paid for my own plan. I did all that kind of stuff. But, you know, sure, give them all broadband. But, you know what, save save $800 million. Just give everybody a unit, 100 bucks a month, and away you go. Um, <clears throat> Harold says, we had Starlink in western Alaska. It was amazing, and we had six devices on full video. Didn't drop once. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing stability. It's amazing uh, stability. Is statehood day today? Is it statehood day today? Uh, must be, I guess. Um, <clears throat> January 3rd, it was. 49th state on January the 3rd, 1959. Okay. I was thinking Alaska Day. That's the purchase date. So January 3rd is statehood day. Okay, I got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Um, uh, locally in Fairbanks, says Melissa, we, uh, in Fairbanks, be watching the school board. Open OMA Open Meetings Act violations happening with the liberal shadow board. School closures also happening. She said, "Oof, that's got to be an exercise in frustration. Absolutely frustration." CBR SBR. Why am I thinking of a bull riding association? I don't know why you're thinking of a bull riding association. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. <clears throat> What else? Randy says I'm right. We should not draw down the CBR. Yeah, well, we shouldn't have drawn we shouldn't have drawn last year. We shouldn't, you know, it's not a balanced budget if you have to draw from savings. That's not a balanced budget. That's not how it works. That's just not how it works. Okay, we're going to continue here. We are just a few seconds out from rejoining. I guess we should get into the legislative priorities, uh, but the phone lines will still be open because we're doing that. Let's get to it. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like, share, subscribe, ring the bell. Let's do it. Public enema number one. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, Enemy. Public enemy number one, which uh, makes more sense. On the other hand, he's a little bit of a pain in the uh, Michael Duke Show. Lies. Lies. You smell of meat and cheese. Sit on a throne of lies. I'm not a pain in the anything. Welcome back to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show, January 3rd. Thank you to Brian uh, and Harold, uh, who was like, because Brian was like, it's Alaska's birthday today. And I'm like, it's birthday? I thought it was October for October was the purchase. Alaska Day is in October. That's the purchase day. But today is the day, 1959. 1959. Uh, today, Alaska became a state. So happy birthday to. Alaska. 
Was it a good or a bad thing that we became a state? I'm not sure. I, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of questions on that. There's a lot of questions on uh, on whether or not that was a good thing or a bad thing. But here we are. We're a state, and um, it's uh, it's a uh, it's Alaska's birthday today as a state. So happy birthday. Um, <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see where the. We'll see uh, by 2029 whether we thought that was a great idea or not. That'll be the 70th birthday of the state of Alaska. Um, so we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. All right. Well, let's talk about the upcoming session. Phone lines are still open, by the way, if you want to sound off. We finished up with Willie during the break. Uh, but the phone lines are still open at 433-3150 if you want to sound off. Let's talk about some of the big things that are coming up. In the 2024 session, uh, there's some interesting quotes in the article from the ADN. Iris Samuels and Sean McGuire uh, wrote a piece uh, out there, which you should go read if you haven't. Um, it's got some details on it, and uh, I think gives you a little bit of uh, a little bit of a sneak peek into a look. Not not a whole lot of surprises on here. I'll be honest with you. Not a whole lot of surprises as to what they're going to be covering. Um, although I was surprised they did talk a little bit about the ranked choice voting thing. Uh, but some interesting comments and quotes in this, uh, in this article. So it starts talking about, uh, you know, that there's controversial bills out there. There's a lot of going on. 50 of the 60 legislators will be up for reelection in 2024. So that's going to have an effect. Uh, I mean, like I said before, this is probably going to be a very fast session. They'll probably want to get out so they can get on there on a campaign trail. Uh, the governor was asked about his um, his sales tax bill, which he teased last year, and then nothing ever come of, came of it. Uh, he was asked about that last month in December uh, that uh, about this bill, which he had promised in early 2023 but never delivered on. And he said, well, we're now in an election year. I don't know how much momentum is going to occur this year. Well, if you don't here, <clears throat> let me give you a little bit of negotiating advice, Governor. If you don't ask, you don't get. That's 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 the first. That is the first rule of sales that I was ever taught. If you don't ask, you don't get. So yeah, there may not be much momentum. There may not, you know, you. But you have to ask. You have to you have to at least put the option on the table for and if you never put the option on the table, it's never going to come up. And yes, would it would it be likely to go anywhere this year because it's an election year and everything else? Probably not. But why not have what have you got to lose by placing it on the table? Which again just kind of shows me that the game plan that Dunleavy is running is still the worst one I've ever seen. So disappointing. So disappointing right now. Uh, he said a lack of the lack of momentum could stall progress on a lot of tough issues facing. This is not what he said. This is the idiot. A lack of momentum could stall progress on a lot of tough issues facing the state, but that doesn't make any of them less urgent. Oh, there's some advocacy going on in this reporting, which is also not surprising. Uh, so let's get into some of those questions. But first, I guess we'll go over to the phone lines because I got another call and I. Your calls reign supreme today, so we'll see what you have to say. Let's go over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, hello? 
One final check. Are you there, sir? Ma'am. Sir or madam. No? Okay. All right. So we're going to hang up on that and we'll try the next one. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, where are you calling from? Randy in Fairbanks. Good morning, Randy. What's on your mind? That might have been me that just now you couldn't hear because I called just before, but I couldn't hear the program, and I thought something was wrong, so I hung up and redialed. But anyway, uh, what I was calling about is uh, the left and right political spectrum. Uh, I consider myself a right-winger myself, and uh, to me it means the level of governmental control. But since you seem to kind of differ with that, I was curious as to what your uh, definition of right and left means. I mean, obviously, they're two different directions, and I guess a person could use a different scale. They could say, I'm a far upper, and this guy here is a far downer. You know, those are two different directions, up and down. So what, when you, when you, what is left to you? What does the scale of left and right mean, if not the level of governmental control? Well, I, I think what we, the, the problem is, is that that's a false dichotomy. That that whole argument is a false dichotomy because it's been a label that has been assigned over the, the past few decades. Um, and it's it, it traps you again in this kind of false argument of this false dichotomy of, well, you've got to be one or the the thing is, have you ever heard the have you ever heard the phrase that the you know, what if I told you that the left wing and the right wing were both part of the same bird? Have you ever heard that, Randy? Oh, yeah, I've heard that a lot, yeah. Okay, so that's kind of what we're looking at. The left wing and the right wing are both part of the same bird. The The scale is not um, uh, on a spectrum from left to right. The scale is on a spectrum of bigger government versus smaller government. Bigger, more intrusive government Intrusive government on the one side, and there are... There are aspects of both both of the left and the the right of the progressives and the and the and the uh, uh, conservatives that are part of that larger government concern. They believe in it as long as that bigger government is pushing their agendas. They're okay with it. And then there's those who are more, you know, independent or not part of that whole political spectrum who are like, we just want to be left alone. And we don't want government to have the power over every aspect of our lives. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that the left and the right are really false labels because what they are is that they're two flavors uh, of essentially the same ice cream, you know, and they're like, we we want more government to do X, you know, for the left, that might be social justice. For the right, it might be some kind of social moral aspect that they want the government to enforce on other people. And and that's part of the problem is that you're utilizing the same power, which is the power of government, to force people to do things a certain way. And I and and the, the what I'm saying is that the majority of people don't want government to be forcing them to do anything that they that if they just want to live their lives as long as they're not hurting anybody else, they just want to be left alone. Just get off my lawn, let me do what I'm doing. And that's why I'm saying we've been stuck in this thing. And that's why the news media and everybody else has been focusing on it. And that's I, I don't think left and right labels are accurate or useful in that regard. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, to me, it kind of gives a first step, first stage 
basic overview of a person's philosophy when you label them a right winger or a left winger. But if you don't like that uh, that particular right versus left, even though there are two opposite directions, uh, I guess that's okay. Uh, would you like then to have a scale that says uh, a far morer and a far left uh, lesser or something like that, or a far upper well, or a far downer? How is there a uh, well, simple simple? I, I guess uh, I would say. What opening I, statement that you would like to use to describe a person as far as their desire for level of government? Well, what, I guess what I would say is that what's really misleading is the labels of left and right. Now, if I said conservative or progressive, that kind of gives me a viewpoint of their philosophy. But that's not everything, right? Um, I'm conservative in a lot of my views, uh, you know, majority of my views. But I am also not I'm not I'm not a fan of the government. I don't want government to enforce my viewpoint on people. I mean, I believe that I'm 100 percent right in my beliefs, but I don't want government coming down to you and forcing you to believe the way that I believe. So while the labels are useful in some ways, they're also misleading and they also set up again this false dichotomy of people facing off against each other who are really kind of part of the problem overall. I don't want government to have the power to force anybody to believe or do or have a certain way or live by a certain philosophy. Government is there to facilitate our lives, not to control our lives, not to regulate our lives. That was not the intent of the framers when it came to government. Government was there to provide national defense, and infrastructure. That was really the kind of the whole point of this thing to begin with. And it has morphed into something much grander and in some ways much more invasive and insidious in that it's touching every aspect of our lives that it really has no point in. So I, I see what you're saying. I understand that when you know somebody's a left winger or a right winger, that that gives you some fundamental idea of who they are or what they believe. But I think that the left and right labels are not well, – while it gives you a snapshot of what their beliefs are, I don't believe it's an accurate assessment because, again, what I think is is that there are people who are pro-government, big government or government power as long as that government power is being used for their philosophies. And then there are people who are like, I just want to be left alone. I just want to live my life. I just don't want the intrusiveness. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and on your point of maybe some right-leaning person, quote-unquote right-leaning person, wanting more government control, one example I could think of that maybe where that fits in is is on the abortion issue. Um, you know, they want the government to come in and say that we're going to prevent a doctor from performing an abortion if that abortion occurs after so many you know weeks or months of pregnancy. I guess that's a Point. However, I would say to that that uh, they're, what they're trying, what the quote, quote unquote right winger might be trying to defend is the the life of that individual that has not yet been born, and so uh, it's understood that it's the proper role of government to prevent murder of people that have been born, and 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 some people extend that to people that have not been born, and it's kind of a you know sticky issue, <laughs> the abortion issue, you know, but I can see where. That would be an example of a quote-unquote right-winger maybe wanting more government control, uh, which is kind of unusual for what 
they would normally go for, which is less government control. Right. Well, I mean, there's that. There's the social mores of allowing. I mean, people, I may not agree with somebody's lifestyle. You know, if somebody uh, is uh, is uh, not is homosexual, not heterosexual, I may not agree with their lifestyle, but I don't believe that it's government's position to come down and tell people what they can do. You know, people got to make their own choices. And as long as they're not hurting anybody else or forcing their agendas down my throat, that's it's live and let live. It's not my position to judge people in that regard. I can have my own beliefs as to whether I think it's right or wrong, but it's not government's position to come down and forcibly tell people what they can do in the privacy of their own home. But that's what a lot of people on the right want government. They want them to have that power. That's a very slippery slope. Again, that while I may not agree with it, I may not believe it, I may not believe that it's right. I don't believe that we should use government as a bludgeon to try and beat righteousness into people through governmental force. Yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of my point on that. Thank you, Randy. I appreciate your call. Okay. Uh, that took a turn that was I uh, was not expecting. Uh, but we got one final segment coming up. We're going to continue here. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. What do you think? 433-3150, The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We return to more right after this. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Um, There we go. Um, what else we got here? Um, no government one end, total government on the other. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's a spectrum of not left versus right. It's a, it's a, 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 a spectrum of total government control of everything and absolutely no government on the other end. And I don't fall on the Absolutely no government on the other end, because I think people, by their nature, when they come together communally, they they want to make rules and regulations to make their society better. So, But I am for the more limited. I am on definitely on that end of the spectrum uh, in that regard, uh, that the le- least government possible to get things done, you know, courts and, and stuff to enforce contract, public safety, uh, you know, national defense, infrastructure. Those are important things. Everything else, though. It, you know, caveat emptor, buyer beware. People need to, the the regulatory overreach and everything else. I mean, I've often said that if the founding fathers were alive today, they'd be in some tavern or bar or pub somewhere talking treason. Because they were, they would be shocked as to how far the federal government has reached into our lives today. There's no two ways about it. If you've read anything that they've written with an open mind and taking a look at any of that, you would realize that most of them would be. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Richard says we're all Americans in the same boat getting jerked around by an out of control government. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, okay. A- Amy says, I'm not looking forward to this year. Amy, just take a look at it and think, can I control it? If not, let it go. That's my exhortation. 
if if you can control it, if you can't control it, just let it go. If you can, then do what you can do and then let it go. Right? So make your effort. Send your emails, your palms, your phone calls to your legislators to tell them this is what I believe and this is what I hope you do. And then let that go. Just, I know that's so easy to say and it's so hard sometimes, but just let it go. Then you will be looking forward to this year. You know. Um, Brian says, as far as parties and dichotomies and left and right, the, it's very much a question of what issue. Social, fiscal, foreign policy. You're 100% right. Each issue has a different answer. And we're not uniform. Even people who are labeled left and right don't have uniform answers for many of those questions. Um. Brian says, can we not use the term progressive? Let's use regressive. I mean, we could use conservative and liberal, although I don't like using the word liberal because um, the liberal, the idea, the original school of liberal thought, that's where the word libertarian comes in is liberal. I don't like to use that word because true liberals were small and more. Anyway, it's a whole thing. Um, all right. Uh, do you feel let lived? Do I feel let lived? I get think he's frat Ray was saying, do you feel let lived like live and let lived? I, I sometimes I feel lived for sure. Uh, I don't know if it was, if they let me alone, but there you go. Um, let's see. Um, uh, was in the hospital. Um, I, said, I, I sent an email for you to read them. If not, I can call in, said Outlaw. Okay, let me look at the, uh, hold on a second. Let me pull up. Outlaw said he sent me an email to read. Um, so let me pull my email real quick, which I should have up more often. Okay. Um, interesting. Um, all right. I will, uh, let me read, I'll read this. I'll, I'll read this uh, here on the air next. Thank you, uh, Leighton, for that. Uh, let me get to that. Mm -hmm. Which legislators are up for elections this year? There's 50 of the 60, um, which means all 40 of the House members and 10 of the senators. That's how it works. Um, that's how it works. Uh, the Constitution is a starting point, and you either go up or down. I uh, just got a message about that. Okay. Um, Armed in Alaska says on YouTube, Lisa Murkowski doesn't really listen to any conservative. She just kind of does her own thing. Yeah. I mean, that's that is 100% true. 100% true. Mm-hmm. Um, we... <laughs> <laughs> Fat Rick continues to go on. He said, when he said, have you, do you feel let lived yet? And he says, we haven't reached peak clown world yet. Boy, we are, we're, we're thinking about it though. I mean, we, we're close to it. We could see the red noses in the, in the big shoes from here. Can't we? We're almost at peak clown world. Um, all right, here we go. We're going to jump back into it. The Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty-based free thinking radio. Let's, let's go.
Okay. Um, man, this has been a busy morning in the chat room. Lots of discussions. Got some emails. Um, let's uh, let me go over here to an email right now. Talking about statehood. Uh, I still got this. I still. Well, it'll be here tomorrow. We'll, we we still have the highlights of what's coming up in the exe- in the next in the executive session in the legislative session, um, which includes school funding, the PFD, uh, the rank the rank choice voting, defined benefits, rail belt energy, carbon. We're going to talk about all those. Okay, so but I don't think we're going to have time to get into the full details of that today. I know we're not going to get a chance to go and read Scott uh, get into Scott Ogan's article. I might try and reach out to Scott and see if I can get him on the program uh, maybe tomorrow or Monday to talk about his article. Scott Ogan's got a piece out that came out just this morning, the top 10 left fork in the road policy proposals, where he breaks down piece by piece um, some of the policies, some of the bills that are out there that are coming up for this session. Uh, I think it's a fascinating read, and maybe we'll get Scott Ogan in to discuss it. He's a former legislator and former staffer. I posted it up in the chat room if you want to go read it for yourself today. But um, I got a uh, I got an email <clears throat> from uh, one of our YouTube viewers here, um, who is uh, his name is Layton, uh, Layton, and he said, um, "Here's his thoughts." Uh, he said, "Statehood sucks." He said, I believe Alaska needs to return to the policies, uh, politics rather, of the 70s and 80s. I want a politician stirring the pot in very much the same way that Joe Vogler did. A return of the fight for Alaskan independence. Some willing to boot the federal government and cut the state down to size. Someone who understands free market Austrian economics, like the kind uh, put forward by Ludwig von Mises. Alaska needs to throw off the federal government if it wants to be ready for worse economic situations than even the ones we face currently. We need a return to third parties or political coalitions willing to work together to further liberty, uh, signed by Layton, a libertarian in Seward. And um, I, you know what? I agree uh, in a lot of those. I, you know, I had a lot of dealings early on with uh, the Alaska Independence Party, with a lot of the members there. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the things that Joe Vogler talked about, for those of you who don't know, Joe Vogler was a huge advocate for Alaskan independence and secession. Um, I think he made some very valid points. Um, but I thought that it was also a bit of a Don Quixote-esque kind of fight of, uh, you know, tilting at windmills in a lot of ways, because you have to look at what's going on in the state. I mean, we... You know, we talked about it at the end of last year. We we are a dependency state. We have been since 1959. We've become a dependency state where we are dependent on federal largesse for a large part. And it's just gotten worse over the course of years. Um, you know, he talks about willing to boot the federal government and cut the state government down to size. I agree with both of those points. The problem is we're obviously in a minority. Because we've been talking about cutting the size and scope of state government on this program for 20 years. And yet it continues to grow. We've had legislators come on the program and say that they are in favor of cuts. And yet nothing ever happens. We had a governor who proposed a budget 
that had a, a, a certain amount of cuts. It was not the catastrophic apocalyptic cuts that it was portrayed as in the news media. But you would have thought it was. You would have thought it was the end of the world that he proposed a 10% cut in overall spending as a beginning proposal, which you, which anybody who's followed this knows that a beginning proposal like that is very rarely ever going to be the final product. You know, you usually, if you ask for 10, you can expect five kind of thing. But again, the howling and the weeping and the wailing and the gnashing of teeth and the rending of clothing was, I mean, it was, again, it was apocalyptic. It started a recall campaign against him. And he rolled over and wet on himself and has been a quiet, good little boy ever since. That I mean, I agree with you. But the problem is, is that we have become, I mean, the state budget is $5 billion. The overall spend in the state is closer to like, well, Donna's in the chat room. She'll tell me, I think it's 11 and a half or $12 billion. The, the other parts of those monies are all coming from the federal government. So the state portion of the budget is 5 or $6 billion. The federal government spends, again, that much again. Do you really think we're able to just kick the or just kick the federal government out of it. There are too many people are lined up side. They're lying sideways in the trough. They're not just lined up at the trough. They're laying sideways, wallowing around in it. I mean, we do need somebody who understands Austrian economics. We we had somebody that understood. It was Donna Ardwin was she was. I mean, she kind of understands that whole thing. She has brought several states back on track. She's got a track record and a proven history. And what happened? They fired her via text message. That's what happened. He said Alaska needs to throw off the federal government if it wants to be ready for worse economic situations than even the ones we face currently. I could not agree with that comment more because hard times, they're coming. Now, I don't know if it's five years. I don't know if it's 10 years. Maybe it's 30 years. Maybe it's not even in my lifetime, right? I mean, I'm 50, you know, something. I got another, I got another 30 years in me, 40 years maybe. If I'm, I mean, I don't know. But maybe it doesn't happen in my lifetime. But I do know that the basics of arithmetic tell me that you cannot continue to spend more than you take in indefinitely. The fact that we have trebled the deficit and the debt in this country in just a handful of years just tells me that that can't continue forever. There will eventually, there will be a reckoning eventually. Now, again, five years, 10 years, 40 years. I know my children, you know, I'm 99.99% sure it will happen in my children's lifetime. But yes, you're right. The state should be ready. Because we either wean ourselves off now from the federal teat. Or when that carpet gets yanked out from underneath of us, we will all be in some serious trouble. I would. Do you want to go cold turkey? 
when they when they when they account for half of the governmental expenditures in the state or a reckon from the feds and that rug gets yanked out from underneath of you do you want to you know do you want to go cold turkey or would you rather wean yourself off but you got to have people who are willing to do that you got to have the political will and unfortunately we've got a legislature that's full of people who are pro big government and that's what I'm talking about on the spectrum. You got the get off my lawn people on the one side, and you got the government is the solution to everything people on the other side, in both parties. All right, we're out of time. We gotta go. Tomorrow's another day. Thanks for coming on board, my friends. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. It was a good email. Thank you, uh, Leighton. I appreciate that. It's a good, good email. Um, and it's a good starting point. I mean, yes, I agree with all your thought processes. I just think that is it nearly an impossibility? Yes. It doesn't mean we shouldn't fight for it. It just means, oof, that's a big ask. That's a big ask, man. Um, get off my lawn. <laughs> That's what I like right there. Um, anyone interested in Vogler, I made a documentary about him. Send me the link. I'll post it up. I'll, I'll post it up. Okay. Um, we got to go. There's all kinds of stuff here. It's, it, it's, uh, it's interesting discussion. All right, we got to go. Thank you, my friends. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. <laughs> 